You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. There is so much content out there in the world right now. It's hurting my brain. Uh, I, I, I can't take all of the things that are going on in the NBA world. It's a lot. And from the time that I got done recording the podcast yesterday, you guys heard that Chris Dapps Porzingis, at least he and he inferred that he wanted to trade. You know, the Knicks, it seemed like they put out this statement that they didn't know. They that was weird wording. They said that they left the meeting they had with Porzingis, that Porzingis had made a hint that he wanted to be traded, but that he didn't actually say the words, I want to be traded. And then an hour later, I get done with the podcast, and then an hour later, we learn that they did trade him to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for a bunch of vets and a couple of first-rounders. It just goes to show you that all of these uh, NBA relationships between players and management that we assume are professional relationships, are complex relationships, are really are just relationships. It's just like dating and all of the confusion that comes with uh, dating and marriage. What it's just are we? all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Are we putting labels on this? Do you want to leave? Should I leave? What exactly are we doing? And that's apparently a conversation that was had. I don't think any of us believe the Knicks. It seems like they wanted to make Porzingis be the bad guy. But now we're getting reports here just, it seemed like, I think 30 minutes ago, I saw a tweet that Kristaps Porzingis is actually, he essentially is cleared to play, but he didn't know how the Knicks would handle his return, which I don't even know what that means. I, I could see them not wanting to play him because they want to tank and get to the playoffs. But if he does return and they play him, did he want to play You know, 35 minutes and they were only going to play him 30 and they were going to wean him back in? I just, Chris Stapp's stuff that's going on right now, it, and plus it's the New York Knicks. It's probably more New York Knicks stuff that it's hard to understand what they're doing. It's so crazy. It's messing up Woj. Woj messed up. The normally up. unstoppable Woj. I mean, he said the Knicks didn't. He said the Knicks. I, I'm trying to think of what that first tweet was. Because so the Knicks are working on a deal to acquire Kristaps Porzingis. So and right, just and, a few years too late. Right. Well, and I thought the first tweet did not include the Dallas Mavericks in that. So we had a cliffhanger yeah. for one tweet. Is that right? Okay, That's I thought correct. that was correct. So we're like, okay, we know there's something coming. See. I love that all of Twitter came together to that one, and as we've often done probably, but we knew. He gave us a hint that, hey, I had a typo. Something is about to happen, and we all had to go refresh Woj's page. I want to know what happened there. Was it a situation where he simply mistyped the Knicks and meant to type the Mavericks, or was it a situation where he had sort of a tweet preloaded, ready to go, because he knew something was going to happen he was just working out the final details and then he accidentally pressed send i would say that shams sharania is good enough at his job getting in his head that Woj does not have a monopoly on breaking news in the nba would you say that's a fair assessment or would you say Woj absolutely has a monopoly on breaking news in the nba oh totally well no i don't think he has a monopoly anymore and you saw it with that situation because mark stein was the one that quickly right after that he reports for the new york times he quickly right after that scooped him that's my point, is that even with Woj doing that, 
It was pretty cool of Woj. It, it seems very relaxed, his follow-up tweet. Let's try that again. Like, hold on, everybody. Oh, sure, I, but I've what's happening this. on the scene? He's like, yeah, ah! I'm sure. There are expletives flying, He's, but I'm sure. But he made it seem, and I like to think of my Woj like this anyway. I don't like to think that Woj is chaos. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Everyone has their own version of Woj. I My Woj, I think, I view him as a guy that has everything completely understood no. everything is fine that's not it, right. it is not the fire drill in the office where michael scott is running around i don't expect even going back to steve carell him just saying loud noises like an anchor man i think he's got everything understood everything is fine to him oh typo my bad now calm my, down no. everybody my version <laughs> of woge is cutthroat rage filled <laughs> like look at now look at his twitter icon or whatever what do you call that avatar or whatever yes. Look at that picture. That does not look like a man that ju- it looks a little American psycho-ish. Like there's just something that's curdling way down deep in that man. We, we can worship at a at the same deity. We we can worship the same <laughs> one, but picture him in different respects. And we didn't even get to the Kyrie woge, stuff that's going on. My woge is an awesome woge. I'll just say that. <laughs> my woge is an awesome woge. Yeah, I'm going he with tweets. <laughs> Sometimes wrong. <laughs> Sometimes, but not to me. It was just. It was a mistake that he all he wanted everybody to come to his page and welcome the next tweet that was going to happen we haven't gotten to the Kyrie stuff I mean here we are pretty much are you jealous are you jealous of someone who covers the Hornets who I mean I'm a fan of the Hornets I I don't want to put that fan label on you because you are um technically you know a journalist but I'm not legit either now you're a legitimate journalist that works for the four letters and I don't want to put that label on you but (laughs) I will say that I am a fan of the Charlotte Hornets and I will say that I'm a little jealous that they are not more in the fray of but these rumors. It, they're, they're trying, though. We, we do hear them in rumors. It like, kind of makes it more we, pathetic. We, we don't hear them. It, it might. It might. Like, we've heard their name come from Zach Lowe, who is right. not a fan of the Charlotte Hornets. He mentioned them, I think, on the jump when he talked about the Marcus Saul sweepstakes. You know, they have been mentioned by big pundits and by little pundits and by fans. It, it covers all of the realm pundits. of NBA Twitter, right? There's so many pundits and there's Small so many pundits. non-pundits that are talking about the NBA that I feel like the Charlotte Hornets, they have been referenced by all parties involved. But with the Boston Celtics now, you know they have been in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, right? Now Anthony Davis's camp, they're saying that it would be a rental again and they want to they want him to go Anthony Davis and his camp they want him to go to the Lakers in a trade and so there's so many things that are going on right now as we try to get everything organized in the NBA oh and just locally by the way i'm trying to deal emotionally with the fact that Julius Peppers is retiring it is a huge part in how i got into a love of sports so now jp gone from playing any sport professionally pandeño pandissimo so now i think Small pun. Should we take a break and try to dissect all of this? Is our first segment really going to be just worshiping what our woge is, our own personal woge is? Or do we try to dive into maybe a local aspect of how this affects Kimball Walker? Well, I think how it affects Kimball Walker. And then I would also like to talk about this Kyrie situation because I think it lends some insight into Kimball Walker and, and what we've been through with him through 
the do we do this now? Do we do this now, or do we take a break? I think we take a break and then All we right. come back. All right, thanks so much. I appreciate you putting on your producer hat again here today and helping us out here. We appreciate you listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. It is the Lockdown Hornets podcast presented by the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. It's local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find us all on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Doug Branson LOH. You can find the show on most social media platforms at Lockdown Hornets. More chaos next on the podcast. You are listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We don't want that Pacers talk. You got to respect the satchel. We don't want that Cavs talk. What you got, Doug? I have the entirety. I turned this satchel a little loud today. <laughs> Be quiet, satchel. No, we're ba- it's a club banging in here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Have you noticed Woj is starting to respond a little bit more than he used to? Scrolling down my Twitter timeline, I mean, he is starting to respond to people. Maybe not fans, they have to be bigger names, but he is responding and he's actually engaging rather than just breaking news. I'm fine with my Woj doing this as well. Yeah, that's a Woj for the people. Yeah, that's a Woj for the people. That's what happens when you graduate to the worldwide leader. You you are now, you're a little bit more accountable to your flock. I, I do welcome that change if that is going to be a change that is permanent. So now we will get to the Kyrie Irving stuff. Kyrie Irving is making a mess of this possible trade that could happen now with Kyrie. We're only a week away from the deadline. Now it seems like people are starting to get worried in Boston whether he is going to return after giving us this whole this whole spiel about how, yes, I, I want to be here for the season ticket holders. I, I love the fans. I am going to be here in Boston. So Stefan Bondi, he writes up a story about Kyrie, and Kyrie comes out, quote, I just, just, uh, he was asked about free agency. He says, quote, just do the best for me. That's what it comes down to, Irving said. Obviously, this has become an entertainment thing for everyone. Somebody else is asking for a trade, and I'm thrown into that. Uncertainty comes back on me. I don't live in a certain hub. Some people call me about, because some people call me about this dumb shit. Of course, my name is keep thrown into this, and I'm not worried about a reputation, not worried about a legacy in the league. I'm just trying to be a human being. That deep Kyrie, right? I'm just trying to be a human being, trying to make the best decision for my family. By the way, just exactly what an alien would say. I'm just trying to be a human being. (laughs) Right. He is Kyrie alien. Obviously, things this season haven't gone as I planned. That's part of being on a team where you're still trying to figure things out. I'm always going to be mature about that, professional, come and do my job every single day and see what happens. That's what it comes down to. Also has said a few more things about, I don't know anybody's shit. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is me. I'm going to decide what I eventually want to do. And he's acknowledged at least he acknowledged that there was a race, but that the Boston Celtics were at the top of that race in order to get Kyrie Irving in free agency. But now now people are going to it looks like Kyrie absolutely has a possibility of leaving. Anthony Davis could be on the move. You know, the NBA is crazy. Well, listen, the the stars of the NBA are putting the final nails in the coffin of this mythology that players owe anything to teams and teams owe anything to players because that mythology only benefited teams. It it, it only benefited management. It, it really didn't benefit players except for maybe the few like your your Cal Ripkins, you know, that, that benefited off of 
this idea that they were just a you know a one team player and and but they're doing away with all of that. We're we're now and I think part of it too is Walker. When I look at the landscape of the NBA, I think it's it's all of these players like KD that your power players in the NBA, your KDs and your LeBrons going places but not signing long term commitments. So nothing is settled, and when nothing is settled, everything is possible. It's like pre World War One Earth in the NBA right now where just the tiniest little domino can fall and all of a sudden everybody has different plans about where they want to go or where they want to stay because there aren't those sort of long settled alliances that we have in the modern earth with NATO and and I could go on and on but please stop <laughs> you, you are yes I will stop you we have talked about I have talked about and that in some brings of the- me to the Yalta conference <laughs> I have talked about when I've done solo podcast here recently, I have discussed the behavior of Kimba Walker, discussing how he wants to be here in Charlotte. Rare! And how different that is from all of the other stars that we've seen in the NBA, and we've seen an uptick of that here really within the last week. You know, we I've mentioned some of the stars before that have wanted their way out of a franchise. We can go to Jimmy Butler. He did go scorched earth in Minnesota. I am going to destroy all of the minds of the young players that you have on this basketball team. I'm going to beat them with the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th best players on the team. And I'm not even going to play. I don't even want to play tonight, so I'm not going to. They eventually trade him. He forced his way out. Anthony Davis, again, not an abrasive human being, much like Kimba Walker. Not somebody that is going to throw his opinions around enough to where you have to do something. He makes you feel pressured into doing something Except for this, where he does, at not an abrasive way, but he does request a trade out of New Orleans. I have no idea what Anthony Davis sounds like. Right. Like I don't, I don't know what his voice sounds like. Yeah, he's not Kawhi Leonard level, and perhaps we got to hear his voice a little bit more through last offseason's shenanigans. But Anthony Davis is not a guy that you hear his voice all that often. And so, again, you, you have... People outside of Charlotte, by the way, probably feel the same way about Kimba Walker. I have no idea what that guy sounds like. Probably. Probably. You know, it's not a guy that has, except for maybe a little bit this year because there were articles written about him. He did appear on the jump, but you're right. I mean, for the most part, probably not a whole lot of people. It's the same kind of behavior that Anthony Davis and Kimba Walker exhibit. Paul George, it maybe you know, not crazy abrasive, maybe a little bit louder in Indiana, but did say that he wanted out. So Kimba, We can appreciate Kimbo because this is a guy that has not said that he wants out. And I've talked about this a couple of times. I don't know what there is to be gained from Kimbo unless the perception of him being a gentleman, unless the perception of him being what, quote unquote, a good guy is in the minds of people here in Charlotte. I don't know if there's a whole lot to be gained by not saying he wants out if he truly does. Be careful. And so I'm not saying that everybody should completely dive into Kimba Walker's words and that, oh, he's not leaving. There's just no way. No, there is a possibility that Kimba Walker leaves this offseason, but it's by nothing that Kimba Walker has said to us. No, it's not. And But there is one variable. There's one thing that has changed around Kimba Walker. It's a, it's a variable that exists with Paul George and Kyrie Irving, and it existed when they decided that they wanted to go somewhere else, and that's national recognition. Two words. Like This is the first time that Kimba has been really legitimately recognized on the national stage, and it's part of what elevated him to all-star starter status. And I think 
when when push comes to shove and he gets to that point in free agency, he will have a choice to make. We we've gotten we've gotten a sip of national recognition here. We haven't had the full glass, but we've gotten a little bit, right? And Kimba Walker has still said that he wants to stay here. Now, again, you're right. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you in any way. I'm saying that we've gotten a little bit, so we've kind of survived the first drink or so. But in, until all that power comes his way of national recognition, then you're right. Let me it just tell you, it. if I got any kind of national recognition for doing this show, I <laughs> am out of here. You're gone. You're going. I am out of here. Yeah, screw Doug. Screw the fan. You'll just Doug. all you'll see is a puff of smoke in the shape of my body with my headphones still hovering in the air. Well, and that at that point, you will not be a fan anymore. <laughs> At that point, you will be no. a national NBA pundit that gets to talk and gets replies from Wojnarowski on Twitter. That's right. That's how you graduate. I go for small pundit to big pun. Porzingis was traded to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for a couple of veterans, and they get a couple of first-round draft picks. They get two, and when this all happened, everybody was destroying the New York Knicks, and it does seem like they got a little bit of a better haul because it was a little bit later that we found out it was actually two future first round draft picks 2021 is unprotected i believe they could get another one as soon as 2023 but now the dallas mavericks they take on kp you team him with luka Doncic. that's an awesome young duo as long as they're going to be healthy you do take the risk of him signing the qualifying offer and then maybe quote you know maybe leaving or maybe just not getting that big extra money that they could take by not signing the qualifying offer and so you know Dallas takes a risk New York takes a huge risk Doug who do you think won this trade what things do you like about either side well speaking of huge risks I wonder when teams are going to start to factor in climate change when they start taking these future first round picks like, I wonder if anyone is paying attention to how fast the ice is melting when they decide they want a 2030 first rounder. You know what I'm saying? Like, will will Miami still be above water you're asking, if, my, if Pat Riley were to take a 2030 first round? You're pick? almost asking about the league's existence, certainly some franchises' existence. So, no, that is something that we absolutely have to Where's pay attention to. Where's the advanced to. metrics on that? Is that on the box score? I think we'll be okay within the next four years, I think. Are the coral reefs on the box score, yes or no? I'm no scientist. I'm no doctor. I think we're going to be okay for the next four or five years. All right. And so, Doug, how does this affect Kimba Walker? Because now, Kimba, we have discussed New York is his home. He has not, in fact, in a Michael Scotto article on The Athletic just this summer, Kimba actually did say the words, you know, I can't really imagine myself playing in New York. Now, he didn't say he doesn't want to. He didn't bash his home city. But maybe that was something that you take one way or the other. He has not said that he wants to play in New York. But now you have two max slots. Here's where I think about this. Now that you have two max slots, the New York Knicks certainly going all after it this offseason. They have not invested anything in Chris Dapp's Porzingis anymore. He is gone from this team. You do have some young assets, but they are going after big boys and free agents. And they they got to sign someone. They do, and they haven't done so in a long time. Amari Stoudemire was the last big-name free agent that you got, and he gave you a half of season of MVP basketball and essentially nothing after and that. And delicious red wine. And that was it. That was it from Amari Stoudemire. So – do you have not that you have any belief it's just it is obvious that the New York Knicks are going after it a scenario that I could see that I do think is in play is that the New York Knicks they could go after Kevin Durant they could go after Kyrie Irving oh yeah they could swing and miss Uh on both of those guys okay and then have to quote unquote settle for a Kimba Walker whoa we heard it here first (laughs) on Locked On Hornets I see that possibility 
I see that as a possibility, I should say. How much of a possibility do you see that? I don't. I, I don't. Th- I think there are other targets that I, I just I don't see not at that. point guard. You know, not not at point guard. If they have in mind that they want to bring in some type of wing or front court. Well, maybe they see Dennis Smith Jr. as their point guard of the future. You're not turning down Kimba for that, though. I mean, you're you're going after Kimba if you have the chance. Right. I mean, New York is sir. And Keith Smith, person that we've had on the show, he did say that the New York Knicks value Kimba Walker a lot, almost as much as Kyrie Irving. Well, listen. He listen. Kimba's going to have suitors. If the Knicks are a suitor, fine. I mean, he's going to have those those teams come and knock on his door. I don't. I don't. I mean, there there aren't there aren't a ton of teams that that don't have that situation at point guard locked up that aren't going to inquire about Kimba Walker. I think people ran away with this at first that oh, Porzingis is gone. You got rid of your most attractive piece for people to be attracted to you enough to come to play for your basketball team. And that is absolutely true. You do not have any stars on that team right now. You are minus one because you traded Porzingis. And I do think the order of how these free agents sign in the offseason, I think it matters. So who is going to be the first domino to fall? Is Kevin Durant going to stay away until you get Kyrie Irving? Is that vice versa? You know, is Kimball Walker going to be enough to attract to Kevin Durant? I think all of that matters. I just think people are downplaying that it's a possibility. I think that people are just brushing it off their shoulder that, no, Kimba said he's going to stay here in Charlotte. And again, we've talked about this. I am inclined to believe him. But I think people are not aware that it is a possibility that if the Knicks strike out on a Kyrie Irving or maybe a couple of other free agents, that Kimba Walker just might be a guy that they have to settle for, especially if they're going to offer him all that money, which they have enough money to offer him. All I'm saying is that if it is some kind of sign and trade scenario that the Knicks are looking at, I I hope the Hornets don't take anything past 2020. Seven, because the earth is warming like two degrees every year. We need to start paying attention to that. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We have some more all-star break news. Find out after the break. It's, it's the so Locked on Hornets hot. podcast. <laughs> this is Locked on Hornets. 10, Al Jefferson. 9, Anthony Mason. Master! 8, Gerald Wallach. 7, Baron Davis. 6, Dale Curry. 5, Glenn Rice. 4, Muggsy Bogues. 3, Larry Johnson. 2, Alonzo Morning. Nice. Number one, top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. Thank you, everybody. The list is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Among other things that are happening, we did get some breaking news, I think, I don't know, just 30 minutes ago. And am I allowed to still say it's breaking news if it's in if it's outside 30 minutes? What is your timetable of whether news is breaking? My timetable is completely broken after this Christoph Porzingis. Like, no one had any opportunity to even figure out a scenario where, where he could come to the Hornets. Before. Everything, like, all of this NBA news right now is like a butterfly, like trying to catch a butterfly. <laughs> I, I would love a piece. It's I would like catching like, butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's it's essential. That's you trying to, and you can't see me in the studio, but you try to grasp it. It gets out of You're your panicking. hands. You go for it one more time before it gets too high. It, it's Woj mishandling his tweet before he sends a typo out there. Yeah, that, that was him. That's that's the new trying ter- to catch it. He can't the do it. The new term for accidentally tweeting something too quickly because NBA news is, um, you know, running at eighty-eight gigawatts or whatever. 
um, is called Catching a Butterfly. <laughs> Mark Stein reports, the NBA just announced that the Miami's, that Miami's, I don't know why I said the. It's 88 miles per hour. It's 21, 1.21 gigawatts. That's what it is. You're a scientist as well. The NBA just announced that Miami's Dwayne Wade and Dallas's Dirk Nowitzki have been special roster additions for the All-Star game in Charlotte next month and will play in the game. So pretty cool. I see this as all good things. Now, it does come up with some questions. The questions that you would have is, do they get the extra accolade of having another All-Star appearance under their belt? Will the captains be picking them? Are they just already assigned to a team after everything is done? Or are they going to make LeBron James? And it's Giannis, I believe, as the leading vote-getter for the East. Am yes, I mistaken on correct. that? So it is Giannis. So Giannis, are those two going to be picking those two guys at the end of all of this? And Doug, all good things from these guys playing in the All-Star game, right? Uh, yeah, will it be sponsored by like Pepsi AC or something? Like, is this like a senior tour thing? Like, get out of here. Can they use their canes to block shots? Can right. They, right. Uh, Can, they're going to have special wheelchair access lanes. <laughs> right, exactly. So all the jokes are there. But here's the thing. It, I think, Do we run through them all? We'll try to get through them. I, we'll, we'll try to get through them all. But here's the thing. I, I'm okay with it with the decision in a vacuum because these guys are, are just legacy players. It's probably their final years, both of them in the league. And so we want to celebrate NBA greatness. Fine, fine, fine. But what kind of precedence, precedent does this set? I mean, are we just going to, if you're a Hall of Fame player, if you achieve that sort of status before you retire, we're all, we're all in agreement you're a Hall of Famer. You just get an automatic bid to the All-Star game for the rest of your career. Are there no more, you know, late, I don't know if Olajuwon was an All-Star all the way to the end of his career. I'll have to check and find a... a fit for this analogy that's the guy you go with though that's respect yeah i mean is there just there's not going to be a player anymore toronto olajuwon you're yeah, asking yeah, if he got like, into the all-star game i don't think so i'll double check but <laughs> yeah is there we're just done with that right we just if, if they're on the team or if they're a hall of fame they're on the team yeah i have no bad things to say about this you know i i don't think it should count as an accolade if they use it as another measurement if they if they go from 15 all-star appearances or 10 all-star appearances and you add one more because of this that's a problem i don't think you should do that but other than that i'm cool with this all right so Olajuwon was not an all-star for the last 4 years of his tenure in Houston it wasn't even a one team thing and he was of course 2001 2002 Olajuwon was not getting so, an all-star so he fizzled out appropriately yeah, there was some sanctity in the process. There wasn't any in the Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade. I'm cool with this. By the way, Nada is going to block you on Twitter because you said something bad about this entire thing going down. Missed it in 90 and 91 as well. Hakeem Olajuwon did? Yeah, he started 50 of 56 games in 90-91, averaged 21 and 13, 21 and 14 really. Missed the All-Star game. That's a disgrace. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets actually do play a basketball game tonight. There is actual basketball being played. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Charlotte Hornets will play. And you do have the Hornets taking on a Grizzlies team that we first played them. It was about a week ago. Yeah, last Wednesday they got a victory 118-107 in Memphis. It was a beatdown, and that was when we first heard about the Marcus All trade rumors. Mike Conley, they both hit the market that, that the Grizzlies were willing to part with them. Now it looks like Mike Conley is involved in some Utah Jazz trade talks. It has been the most, I think, mocked trade out there. 
Conley for Rubio. Conley to Rubio and whatever kind of fillers, whatever other pieces that you want to include there, Dante Exum, you know, whatever. But Mike Conley to the Jazz. It's been the most mock trade, and it makes a lot of sense. It's I been think. the most mock thing with a Rubio involved since Marco Rubio's <laughs> presidential <laughs> right. campaign. Yes, correct. It absolutely has been. And you see Mike Conley, he's day-to-day right now, so we don't know if he's going to play. That's of yesterday. I don't think we've gotten any word on Mike Conley yet. So he's day-to-day. You know what else is day-to-day? Mother Earth. That's true. Jaron Jackson is day-to-day. Your boy, Omri Caspi, out. Garrett Temple, out. 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 So this is, a t- this is I mean, this reminds me of, out. was it the Cleveland, was it the Chicago Bulls game where they were down everybody, or was it the, I, I forget what team it was. It was one of the bottom dwellers that didn't even have some of their best players, and they still found a way to lose. This would be almost worse than that. If you don't, I guess they have Marcus All, but you don't have Mike Conley possibly playing in this game. You don't have the young stud, Jaron Jackson. You don't have Temple. You don't have Caspi. And this is one, even this weekend, they should beat both of the Grizzlies and the Bulls. So it does seem like this is a weekend for the Charlotte Hornets to take advantage of. And the defense, it has been playing better. It's really tough to see that after that Boston Celtics game where they allowed 35-point quarters in two of the four quarters that they played. But their defense has been better ever since they played that San Antonio Spurs game. And the Hornets and Sacramento are- game, I should say, on the road is the first game Borrego gave credit to the better defense being played. Yes, and the Hornets are 9-0 and when they hold opponents to 99 or less. So they win the grinders. If you have to grind it out, the Charlotte Hornets have shown that they're able to take care of those. And just some guys to look at real quickly before we end today's show. You know, Kimba, he's he's been hurt. I, I don't know if there's really a whole lot of of merit to take in some of his struggles. You know, I guess the game before Milwaukee, it's not like he lit it on fire. But after that, you know, you just wonder if Kimba Walker is going to be 100% healthy here. He seems okay, but it seemed like I, I mentioned this against Boston. I felt like he got angry for not getting calls, tried to take the team on his back, didn't hit some shots, and that's when Boston started to separate themselves in the third quarter. And I have a tough time blaming him for that because, I mean, some of these are, are really egregious in my mind. And when you're the only – see, the thing is, like, if he were doing this and he had two other stars around him and he were still – acting this way after calls, then I would think you'd have a little bit of an argument like, hey, Kimba, get back on defense. Don't worry about it. But he's literally the only thing that can propel this Hornets team to a victory. And if the if the if if they're not going to give him respect after an all-star starting bid, then when is it going to come? I talked about this yesterday. What is the level of when you get star calls? Like what, what happens? And I, I talked yesterday, once you become an all-star starter and you've got three under your belt, I think that's probably the time you start to get more respect. A memo to the NBA referees. It's time. A little problem with him not getting back on defense in some areas. I just think it happens too frequently. You know, there, there are times I think it's fine to give the ref an earful. But I also think there's a lot of times that Kimba doesn't. I mean, Kimba, he does a lot. I mean, what was it? He got a technical not too long ago, and I disagreed with Del Curry. You know, Dell was like, you know, I, I don't know. This is a this well, is a Del, good. Well, the thing about Dell, and we love Dell, and I love Dell, and Dell's been on the show. So Dell is loved. Dell is loved. But the, there's one thing about Dell, like he loves to to sort of point out the things that absolutely have no bearing on uh, the the game at all in terms of win loss or or any kind of statistical analysis like he just loves like a, a a guy getting a tech in that situation because he thinks it influences the referees when I just it never does like I think Kimba's the perfect example like he's been complaining forever it doesn't affect how referees call yeah I feel yeah. like I, I feel like it started to happen a lot last season where Kimba started to 
argue the calls a little bit more or argue the non-calls. And it, it's happened a ridiculous amount this But Dell comes at it from the, in fairness to Dell, he comes at it from the player mentality yeah. where there is a little bit of superstition and, and sort of, well, you got to do this. It's just it's part of the game. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And so, and one thing that we I didn't mention at least, uh, we did get another aggressive Nick Batum game in the Boston Celtics game. So that's three out of the four. We didn't, we didn't do... Batum. Aggressive, oh, we, we couldn't do three. Aggressive, <laughs> right, I, I, I expected you to stop after two. That's fine. I, <laughs> Nick Batum didn't give you three consecutive aggressive games, but he gave you three out of four. Like, at, at what point does this continue? You know, it, it's going to be at least somewhat interesting to see. I, I would say like a ten game span of how much Nick Batum and how actually how aggressive he actually is going to be. But we did get that against Boston. I don't think that's the guy I think you're looking at and saying, yeah, that, that was just an overall awful third quarter performance after they put together a big effort in the second quarter. But it's the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. They've also got the Chicago Bulls this weekend, and we'll see what they're able to do. Hopefully they can take advantage of a weak schedule on the horizon. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. Have a good Super Bowl weekend, everybody.